Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there, I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad you're listening in today, whether this is your first time tuning in to an episode of Untangling Life or you've been a reader subscriber for some time over the last decade, I'm honored that you've chosen to spend time with me today. Thank you for being here. So today I'm beginning the podcast with the question, could someone tell God I'm mad at him? If you've never been angry with God, then feel free to skip over to another podcast about how to fluff your pillows more effectively. But for goodness sakes, I'm here to confess that there have been times in my life where I let God know just how I was feeling in some not-so-nice tones. To be honest, I've never yelled at God. No, I've never stood in the woods or on top of a mountain and screamed at God because that's not really part of my personality. But I have raised my voice at Him. You get the difference? For real, though, God and I have had plenty of arguments where I admit I did most of the talking. There are other times where my anger at God exhibited itself in a different behavior. I felt like the situation or circumstances I was encountering were his fault. I essentially gave God the cold shoulder, stiff-armed him. I mean, be honest, have you ever wished God would sleep on the couch, so to speak? If you have, then let's chat about this. Think about it. Recently, the term Anger management has become quite popular, and it carries a certain connotation with it. Most of us think of anger management as something that only people who explode need. We envision a red-faced person with creased eyebrows and a loud voice and past judgment that, yes, they need anger management. But I've realized in my own heart and life that the exhibition of behaviors doesn't necessarily reflect the emotions represented. In other words, exploders aren't the only ones who carry anger. Anger is exhibited in all sorts of ways. Maybe you can relate to the fact that sometimes I tell my kids, I'm crying happy tears. Why? Because they automatically align tears and crying with sadness. But the behavior doesn't always tell a story of what's happening in the heart. Tears can be happy, right? They can also be angry. Sometimes being upset with God means crying. Sometimes it means shutting him out. The point is that anger can be revealed through many different faces. So let's talk about the four ways we can untangle anger and discover it for what it truly is. You ready? The first way to untangle anger, I believe, is really simple. It's just to talk it out. This is how we determine if anger is the true emotion we're dealing with or if there's something more. Anger is never good when it is buried. That's how emotional volcanoes happen, right? If you keep burying it, it will eventually rise to the surface in some form or another. Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, said that anger lodges in the heart of fools. For me personally, I found there's no one better on the planet to talk it out with than God. I often say God would rather hear about your bad day than not hear from you at all. And you see, I found that even when my kids are upset and angry, I still want to hear them out. I still love them so much that I want to listen to their problems. I want them to have someone who hears their hearts, even if I don't understand their perspective. The awesome thing about our Heavenly Father 
is that he always understands and he is ever listening. Isaiah thirty nineteen says, How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Prayer is honestly the best way I know to talk out anger. The awesome thing about prayer is that it doesn't matter where you pray. It can be in the car pickup line, while you're working out at the gym, on the way to work, in the bathroom. God already knows your heart. Trust me, he is more than large enough to handle whatever is eating at you. Another really great way to talk out anger is through counseling or group therapy. You know, maybe you've grown up in a cultural background where emotions weren't discussed very much. Or perhaps you've never lived in a safe community where you could trust someone with your deepest emotions. I know that finding a good Christian counselor can be difficult or finding a good community can be difficult. One great way to find that, that Christian counselor or that Christian community is just to simply ask your church or pastor. And if that doesn't work, then you can ask your your local community or friends. And if you just can't seem to find a solid Christian counselor in your community, I wanted to be sure to recommend this awesome online tool from Focus on the Family. It's called the Christian Counselors Network. You can go to their website at findacounselor.focusonthefamily.com. That's findacounselor.focusonthefamily.com. And if you complete the form for a free one-time consultation, they will contact you. They also have a search for Christian counselor by state option. So you hit the drop down, complete your state, and then they'll show you the local Christian counselors that are available. I'll be sure to include the links in the show notes for these options. But I just want to reiterate Finding a healthy way to talk through anger is so important. I feel like I could have spent the entire podcast time on this point, but if you're like me from many years ago and wishing someone would tell God you're mad at him, then let's recognize this first step together. Running around with a red face and bulging neck veins, storming and lashing out, or burying the emotion so deep within, those are all forms of anger. We have to learn how to appropriately and effectively communicate our emotions to God and others. So we've discovered that point of talking it out, the way to unwrangle anger, (laughs) to untangle and unwrangle anger, is to talk it out. Let's keep moving. Another way to untangle anger is to name it right. In other words, label the emotion correctly. Am I really mad at God? Or is anger only the mask for another emotion? And then once I've identified the true emotion, I want to identify the root of that emotion. Recently, I saw an unknown quote that said, I sat with my anger long enough until she told me her real name was grief. You see, many times we recognize our anger for what it is, simply being mad at God. Maybe because we don't feel in control and we're struggling with our circumstances, or maybe because we feel like life is unfair. If either of these resemble your situation and you missed episode three of this podcast, Why God Why, then you'll want to go back and listen for sure. But sometimes grief surprises us. It can come seemingly out of nowhere and bring on a rage that makes you think, where did that come from? And maybe your anger isn't anger after all. Maybe it's depression from a traumatic experience you had in your childhood. Or maybe it's desperation over a struggle with the loss of someone close to you. Man, I have been there. Maybe it's grief 
over the function or potential you once had, but now you've lost due to disease or dismemberment. Maybe it is anger because you're depressed or desperate or grieving. How do we know what the real name of our anger is? There are several ways. One is that I know the true value of an emotion by comparing my behavior to what God's word says about that emotion. Proverbs 29.11 explains that an angry person has a hard time holding their words. And Proverbs 15.1 says that a soft answer turns anger away. Proverbs 15.18 explains, a hot-tempered person stirs up strife. So are you seeking peace? If you are, then anger has got to go. James 1.20 says that the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God. You want to know if you're angry? Just ask your loved ones, the people who live in community with you, the people you work with. When our emotions get all jumbled and spill over one another, the ones we love are often the first we allow to see the anger in our hearts. We're bouncing back to the first point of the podcast, which is talk it out, because God places people on our path to help us with this naming game. Naming your anger appropriately may take the assistance of a counselor, or it may be that your spouse or best friend can help you pin on the appropriate label. Another great way to work through your anger is to journal about it. Finding the true name of your anger is central to untangling it. And then once you've discovered the true name of your anger, how do you cope with it? What can you do about it? Because anger is an emotion that if not dealt with, it can allow a root of bitterness to begin to grow in your heart. One way to try to figure out how to cope with the feelings of anger that I found that works very effectively is to slow down. Brings me to point number three on untangling anger, and it's simply slow down. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm angry, I can clean that entire house faster than ever before. I mean, my kitchen gets whipped into shape in no time flat when I'm mad as a hornet. Just me? I find that anger makes me aggressive, and if I find a way to work out, run, do a physical activity of some kind, then that can help my anger. But I've also found that slowing life down is what I need to gain clarity and perspective on anger. In Lisa Turker's book, Unglued, she reminds us, feelings are indicators, not dictators. They can indicate where your heart is in the moment, but that doesn't mean they have the right to dictate your behavior and boss you around. You are more than the sum total of your feelings and perfectly capable of that little gift called self-control. And then in another section, she says, where there is a lack of rest, there is an abundance of stress. Did you get that? Where there is a lack of rest, there is an abundance of stress. Rest is so very important and unappreciated in our culture today. Jesus said, come to him and we would find rest for our souls. And this rest is a renewed sense of purpose and clarity. It's exactly what we need when we've been angry. The way we discover this rest is to slow down and spend quality time with him. I joked earlier about wishing God would sleep on the couch. Really, the answer to the problem of facing anger with God is to sit down and look into his eyes. Billy Graham once said, hot heads and cold hearts never solved anything. If you could use a little guide in warming your heart, this month's July Bible reading plan and journal is Rest for the Weary. Join in our community's 31-day journey together through the passages in the Bible 
that focus on finding our rest in Jesus. I'll be sure to add the link to the journal and the challenge in the show notes, but what is it that we discover in our slowing down? I believe it's really hard to listen when you're rushing about. When you're mad at God and chasing your own tail, then you miss the moments of importance. You miss the moments where the Spirit of God whispers to your heart and begins to unveil His plan for your life and His work in your life. You miss the opportunities to surrender your anger and trade fear for faith. Find a little margin and instead of watching TV or scrolling on social media, try slowing your life down. Create a pause and breathe deeply. And then, you know what I've discovered? You know what I think you'll find when you slow it down? That's when you begin to hear God speak to your heart. So many people want to say they want to listen. They want to hear God speak. Well, this is one of the ways to untangle anger. It's the fourth way. Listen up. You see, after we've talked the anger out, and we've named it right, and we've slowed our pace, then what I've personally experienced is I've created a space where I can hear the voice of God a little more clearly. Instead of being angry and slinging my words at him, I begin to hear his spirit declaring words of love over me. And I start to catch glimpses of how he cares for me. Maybe it's a text from a friend or a social media post that came at the exact right time or an email or a phone call. Maybe it's the Sunday message from my pastor or a fresh word from the Lord as I'm reading my Bible. I just have to share with you what recently happened to me. One of the ministry positions I serve in is the Director of Growth Groups for Speak Up Ministries. Speak Up is under the direction of Carol and Jean Kent, two of my heroes in the faith for sure. Recently, a Zoom meeting with the speakers, writers, and leaders involved in growth groups came to an end. One of the precious women in the meeting messaged me her phone number and asked me to call and talk to her for a few minutes. I've never met her before, and she didn't really say what she wanted to talk about. I have to be honest with you. I had been struggling that week. I wasn't yelling at God, but yes, I was starting to raise my voice with God in my prayer time. My husband has been out of work for the last four months. He was terminated unjustly, and all of the issues that fall with unemployment just put me in a funky mood. Have you ever tried to call God with first, middle, and last name? (laughs) It doesn't work. But the battle in my mind was going strong, and I didn't want to feel like I had to be Miss Spiritual. So calling this woman back was the last thing I wanted to do. Now, mind you, God has been providing for our family in some pretty crazy ways. I've been keeping a blessing log of His provisions, and it's truly been miraculous. So I've learned to ignore those feelings of, I don't want to serve when they emerge, And I believe the Spirit was telling me to pick up that phone and call her. So I did. Y'all, I had no idea what that woman had been through. But she ministered to me by sharing some parts of her story and giving me an opportunity to share some of mine. She talked about a future speaking opportunity and asked me to reserve the date on my calendar. The previous day, I had written some notes in a brainstorming and journaling session, and she began to talk about the very topic I had written about. I was able to read to her what I had written in my journal the day before and affirm her thoughts from the Lord, and then I even was able to share a resource that I've read on that topic. She completely blessed my socks off. 
by stopping to pray for me and my family. I inadvertently shared about our financial situation, and she just stopped and started praying right there on the phone. So what happened? I hung up from that phone call and felt encouraged and uplifted beyond measure. Now, if the story stopped there, it would be good, right? But a couple hours later, an enormous email surprise floated into my inbox with God written all over it. The subject line said, for family and the love of God, but it was from Venmo for $1,000. I'm not joking. I'm still shocked myself. Oh, friends, what if I hadn't trained myself to listen to the Spirit in spite of what my emotions are telling me? If I had held on to that anger, I would have missed so much. I would have missed her affirmation, her encouragement, her prayer for me, a future opportunity, and yes, a financial blessing. I can't even express to you how God moves in mysterious ways. And when we hold anger close to our hearts, it does nothing but separate us from seeing the bigger, better picture God has for us in his timing. As I said in my book, One More Step, I can take comfort in the fact that God's plan is always bigger and better than mine. And that, my friends, is today's thread of hope. Each episode of Untangling Life concludes with a segment called On My Desk. This week on my desk, I have the resources I've mentioned in this podcast, and they will be included in the show notes. First up, Unglued by Lisa Turkhurst. This book is a few years old, but such a great resource. I walked this Bible study with some sweet friends years ago, and I often refer back to this book. Second, Rest for the Weary, a 31-day Bible reading plan and journal. This digital download accompanies the July Bible Reading Challenge and will help you find your rest in Him. I also mentioned my book, One More Step, Finding Strength When You Feel Like Giving Up, and also on my desk this week, though not mentioned in this podcast episode, two books, What If God Has Other Plans, an easy-to-read book on finding hope when life throws you the unexpected. That's by Charles Swindoll, and also on my desk, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, Five Simple Scientifically Proven Steps to Reduce Anxiety, Stress, and Toxic Thinking by Dr. Caroline Leaf. This episode of Untangling Life, my prayer is that it is practical and spiritual and you've enjoyed it to the fullest. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. Once in a generation... A podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com.